following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Is it Sunday? No, it's Saturday. I'm Leo. That's Mario. The anti-hero, the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And our third man, he is the king of hamburger meat. He's the voice of the Mark organization, and he has an addiction to contribute. Suplex bitch. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. What's good? What's good? How's everybody doing? This is episode 147. We're back like Voltron, like the Avengers. Yeah. And if you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. I just sound like you want to be fancy. Apple Podcasts, Gmail, I messed up, Lowshow.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. Man, you got that time perfect, Mario. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? If we had a pro wrestling tease, oh, well, we do have a tea store. I should like make a shirt for me. Like, I'm just a talker. I'm just a talker. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Leo, welcome back, brother. Yeah, what's going on, bro? La- last time we did the show, it got cut short because uh, of timing. But uh, no, no, Leo, you yeah. got to sell it. Because oh, it was sorry. too big sorry. for oh. just one podcast. My, my bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There you go. You played yourself. There you go. It was too big for one <laughs> night, so what we ended up doing was we actually decided to do it a two-podcast uh, uh, episode. Thank you for everybody that listened to the second part and everybody that listened to the first one. So, yeah. Woo. Sam, what's up, brother? Not much, man. You know, you said you were just a talker. Do you want to you wanna start off by, um, you know, Telling everybody how you called it with the the okay, FTW see, championship. See, you, you, well, you're kind of jumping. That's your problem, Sam. You like to <laughs> see. You're that, not that's my talker, gimmick. So you like to you like yeah, to yeah, jump. Yeah. You like so, to jump ahead. But before we get started on all that stuff, right? Give me a minute. Hashtag is rebel time. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some late breaking news that just happened, like a couple hours ago. So New Japan is back. The New Japan Cup has been happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow's Dominion, which is which is the equivalent of of SummerSlam, right? Uh, the final of New Japan Cup happened this morning. It did have fans, not to full capacity, but they did have fans. So that was like a nice viewing experience, right? To actually get some fans, real fans, not like like uh, plotted ones that are actually talent. Yeah. yeah. But uh, man, I didn't see this coming. So we had Evil and Okada in the final. Evil goes over, right? He calls out. Tetsui Naito, they're both in LIJ, and when they're about to do the you know LIJ fist bump, 
yo, my man Evil throws in the too sweet, and yo, he's part of the Bullet Club. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I saw some uh, some posts on Instagram about that. I haven't seen it live yet or uh, rewatched it. I can't see it live now, but man, that that is something that I don't think anybody saw coming, and it's a great shot in the arm for Bullet Club right now because I think they definitely needed uh, you know a little boost. Right, you know, they've they've kind of been losing uh, momentum over the the last couple of years. I mean the the um, the pandemic definitely hasn't helped because we haven't had any New Japan content until up up until now. But uh, right. this is this is great for Bullet Club. You know, it's it's funny that you just said that right now because the pandemic hasn't just been affecting Bullet Club; it's been affecting pretty much the whole New Japan uh, program. Product. You know, their 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 content, right? So. There was some slapdick that commented in the evil post saying like, oh, Bullet Club, uh, it's been like kind of like in washed or like doesn't really matter. The evil joined. I'm like, dude, what product have you been watching? Because New Japan just came back like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there hasn't been New Japan since what, February? Just yeah. about. When? So who's left in the Bullet Club now? We still got Jay White's in there. Mm-hmm. Kenta's in there. Uh, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, Balak Fale. Yeah. Chase Owens. Yeah. Takahashi. And, and it's funny. Uh, um, it's funny Gato, because people Chicago. just say, yeah, and, and people just say, hey, you know what? We haven't heard anything. Well, nothing's been on. <laughs> like, right. In so itself, you know they, they've called off. Go so, Leo, I started thinking, I'm going to ask you to this question now. I'm not saying this is like a fantasy booking idea for me or anything like that, but I just started thinking because like, I didn't expect Evil to join, right? Mm. So. Let's say, I don't know, maybe because it looks like Bullet Club is not going to be a dime stable. Like no. they just continue. Like even when you think like like when the elite left and Kenny Omega left and all and Cody and all them left, you thought like, man, Bullet Club needs like a shot in the arm. So then they got Jay White and that added like a new twist to Bullet Club. Right. So I was thinking like, yo, what if like maybe somewhere in 2021, right, Jay White gets the call from WWE and he takes it. We need like a new leadership role in Bullet Club, right? Yeah. What do you guys think? And, and this is this is like a long shot. I'm reaching here, but like, man, talk about the impact and shaking things up in New Japan. If a guy like Tanahashi and Okada turns on New Japan and joins the Bullet Club to take that leadership, what do you guys think about that? That would be insane. You know what I mean? I, I personally, I, I, I don't want that to happen, but. Man, if, if that were to happen, that that would that would rock the wrestling world mm-hmm. because you know they're synonymous with like classic New Japan, you know, right. strong style type of wrestling. You know, they, you, you know, man, that would really that would really shake things up. You know what I mean? <laughs> How I call it? It'll be like the equivalent of like Hogan, you know, become being the third man. Yeah, yeah. Like what what made the NWO like stick so fast? It wasn't Hall and Nash. It was the shock of Hogan, first time in his career turning, and basically him vocalizing what everybody else was thinking about Hogan at the time, and that's what made it cool. So now right. fast fast forward to now you have the Bullet Club where it's 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 not a shell of its former self. Is just is not what it was, right? Right. So you kind of need that, that little interaction, and I think just with the with the turn that you had this morning, where you got people talking about it. Imagine a Tanahashi like that would actually just bring it full circle. Where now you are mimicking, if you will, the NWO, 
but mm-hmm. with the face of of Japan, if you will. So yeah, I right. think that'll be awesome. All right, so the Mania will be happening tomorrow, the main event. It's set. Uh, Bullet Club's Evil versus LIJ uh, Naito, Tetsuya Naito. For the, I think it's for the both championships, by the way, too. So that should be an interesting matchup. Is, um, is that going to be our so new wrestling thing where it's uh, two titles for everybody? <laughs> like, is that what yeah, they're trying to you know do? What? And, and you know what I hate <laughs> about it, too? Ever since Becky won the, the two titles in WrestleMania last year, everything is like two titles, this or like, you know, now you have Bailey those straps and uh, Naito too, but I, like I think it's just it's overplayed at this point. Like you're just two champions. You're just you know you have yeah. two championships. That's it. You don't have to add a two into your name. By the way, our boy um, our boy Fat Mania is Dosin Turonis Fat. Just uh, <laughs> that's our boy name. No, okay, fine. <laughs> All right. Um, it's some unfortunate news. Not not the one that Leo just said. <laughs> uh, uh, Conan's mom passed away due to COVID. Man, um, oh, some man. sad stuff there. So. Uh, you know, we send our love and thoughts to Conan. Also, Lana's parents both tested positive for COVID. Yeah. And Lana's mom is uh, in ICU. I don't know if things have updated since, but uh, it's unfortunate, man. This COVID thing is serious, people. Please wear your mask. Don't be fucking fooled. Don't be a jackass. Wear your mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Wash those hands, too. Yes, wash your hands. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy that in 2020... Um, you have to teach people how to wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. Twenty twenty is a strange year, bro. Strange our boy, year, ja- our, right. hold on, our boy Jamie Salmons talking about the whole uh, the whole Bullet Club in Tanahashi, saying that it would make it relevant again. I think relevant is the key word there. I agree. Um, okay, some positive stuff. Uh, Sarah Logan and uh, Ro, because I refuse to call him his. WWE gimmick name. Eric. Uh, he's pregnant, so they're having a baby. So yeah. that's some, you know, that's congratulations to them. Not that they played themselves, you know, they're having a baby. And then also, D'Angelo Dawkins from the Street Profits, he just had a baby with his uh, wife. So congratulations to him. Nice. Yeah, that's great. A little Viking baby, a little Street Profit baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So let's get down to the nitty gritty, if you know what I mean. Dale. All right. Go ahead. The past two weeks, the Wednesday Night Wars, we had Great American Bash and we had Fighter Fest. Both nights on both programs have been great. Um, who had the better show? This and is it, how I look at both shows, and then I'll, we'll do like a round robin. Uh-huh. I think AEW both nights overall might have had the better show, but NXT both nights had the better main events. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I would say that NXT had the better draws, the better main events. You know yeah. what I mean? You think the be- the better must see TV type of thing? Better right. endings, better main events. Yeah. I think I think AEW would have benefited from a title change on the on the Omega um, Adam Page, you know, because they're known for must see TV right now. Like anything right. can happen on AEW. Right. And I feel like that could have happened you know what i mean like that that night and it would have shocked us you know what i mean it would have had people talking whereas i don't know it, it just came off like almost like a regular episode of dynamite, dynamite. you know what which i mean is, which is which is not knocking them because both nights were good but right. i feel like at the end like going into thursday people were talking more about nxt than AEW because of the changes, even with the the spoiler that we got for one of the title matches that we'll talk in a little bit, you know, you know what it is about AW 
and even with like the best friends and, and the elite, you know, Omega and Page match, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I love Kenny Omega and Adam Page, yo, I really wanted the best friends to win because the best friends, it's a legitimate tag team. Right. Adam Page and Kenny Omega, you have two single stars there. And not saying there's nothing wrong being a tag team champion, but, you know, Adam Page and Kenny Omega should move on from that. And they have great chemistry. Yes, they're in the same stable, but they're not necessarily tag team wrestlers. Yeah. No, and you get you can get more out of them by being singles. Uh, and I, and I think when we first saw the pairing, it kind of went back to like, hey, two guys that are feuding, let's just have them win the title, uh, and then somewhere down the line they'll break up again. Uh, I think it doesn't help your tag team division. Where if you look at the actual tag team division that you have right now in AEW, it is a good one. Uh, where you should give the titles to an established team. Again, not just two guys that are put together for a feud, because that's what it was, right? That's what they were put together? Yeah. They, they had um, Adam Page was kind of like being rogue in the elite and yeah. not like getting along with the members, and then somehow yeah, but, Kenny ended up catching those tag titles in the Jericho Cruise. But that's what I'm saying. It was all part of a storyline. It wasn't like these guys but, are actual tag teams uh, where, you know, that that's ultimately what you want to do. You want to build your tag team division. You don't want to just leave it out there. You know, any two guys can get together and become champions type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Sam. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, you know, their tag division is so strong right now Mm -hmm. and putting it on the best friends, I think would have benefited because now you're putting it on an actual tag team and then you could have actual tag teams vying for it, you know what I mean? Fighting for it. You know, you got, you know, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix coming back. Um, you know, you got, you know, the the revival. All, all these guys that could potentially, um, you know, fight for the title. But I, I think that they're going to try and drag this up until all out. And I think we're going to get Adam Page versus Omega around September. Mm-hmm. So um, we might see a title change mid-August, I think. You know okay. what I mean? I, think, I just don't know I who they're going to put it on. Me, what shocks me, too, is like the best friends are like white hot going into right. it. Picking they had a lot of momentum. It, it's like, man, I, I think the it would have benefited from the title change. But at the same time, it's like we don't know what they're giving us at all out. And just based on some of the other events that happened, with even after that title match, uh, you had the FTR come out, you know, trying to you know, buddy, buddy with, with Omega and Paige and Hangman seemed all about it. He was all about it. And then Kenny, for those that don't know, Kenny Omega doesn't drink. So he just kind of poured the beer and Mm -hmm. then FTR got all pumped up and the young bucks came out and you starting to see, you starting to see a little bit of of friction once again with Paige and the elite. Yeah. Yeah. They're building to something there. And that Adam Page Kenny Omega match is going to be something to watch. That's going to be something crazy right there. You know what I mean? I feel like that might be the match where we start to see uh, New Japan Kenny. You know? Right, right. And you know what? If they don't, so going to the following week, we had that incredible eight man tag, right, with the Bucks and FTR versus the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade. So that that match was great. They should have closed the show with that, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, it was such a great match. Yeah. Just based on that match, and this is just from FTR and the Young Bucks being on the same team, seeing the chemistry they had, I could only imagine the match they're going to give us when it's like, you know, when the two teams square off. Do you think there's any possible way they just try to squeeze in 
Omega and Page in there and make it a three-way at all out? Or do you think the match is FTR and the Bucks? Man, I hope it's just FTR and the Bucks because that's <laughs> that's the match everybody's been clamoring for. I, I feel like sometimes when we um, we start adding all these teams, it could turn into a little bit of a, a clusterfuck. You know what I mean? Right. Even though like that Canadian Bucks, destroyer. <laughs> right, right. Even though the Bucks are known for having great matches with multiple people, they know how to put together amazing matches. You know, um, with multiple people. So I don't think the match would suffer, but I feel like everybody really wants to see Young Bucks versus the Revival. You know that that's been a dream match for years. You know, going back to their little. Um, flirtatious twitter tweets and shit like that you know saying right. you know we'll right. wrestle one day and everything so um i really hope not i hope at all out we get a one-on-one with adam page and uh kenny omega and then you know we get hopefully a tag title match between the young bucks and uh ftr you know maybe ftr because they're working on a handshake deal win the tag titles in august and then lose it to the bucks at at all out and then they do their new japan run you know what i mean and come back you know, somewhere in 2021. Now, right. how did how did you guys think overall uh, of that fighter fest? Because because uh, again, they they are going head to head. They are going against each other. Um, you know, we are focusing on just uh, the Adam Page and um, and Kenny, uh, but you had some other stuff going on there. What did you guys think overall? Because I you know we talked about who had the better main event, but the overall card. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, first night. Like I said, I, I enjoyed both nights. I yeah. think overall, in my opinion, I think they had the better show, but NXT just had the better endings. Like the first night we had, um, which to be on, to be honest with you, I mm -hmm. think Jurassic Express had their best match on night one in yeah. their AEW, uh, you know, run so far, which was against uh, MJF and Warlow. Mm -hmm. I thought that match was a great opener for night one and incredible and. Jurassic Express picked up a win, and it didn't hurt MJF at all. No, not yeah. at all. Let's talk about MJF's uh, attire. Holy shit, that oh, looked like Pepto-Bismol. I hated the pink. And, oh, my God. You think he did terrible. that on purpose? Yeah, yeah, he's a heel. He, he just wanted to piss people off. You know, I think we're going to see a little bit more of that, a bunch of clashing colors that don't fucking really mesh well <laughs> just he, to be just, obnoxious. He looked like a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, he he looked terrible out there uh, in that pink, but he looked great in the ring uh, doing his his thing, and he continues to get better. Um, you know, he takes it serious. He's going to the gym. Uh, well, he's working out. I don't know if he's going to the gym in this pandemic, but you know, he looks great, and he's uh, you know, he's one of those guys that's, that takes it serious. He's not playing wrestler out there. He he is you know a professional wrestler. There's a lot of guys in AEW that you know. They don't look the part, you know. MJF looks the part, and he right. he he talks his shit, and he backs it up with his in ring work. So, as much of an asshole as he is, um, you know, playing his heel role and taking it very seriously, you know, the sky's the limit for that kid. It really is. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Mario. That was a great opener for for night one and Jurassic Express, uh, especially Jungle Boy. They just keep getting better and better, you know. Right. And, right. Warlow, I think uh, our buddy, uh, the Royal Ramble, touched on this on Instagram. I don't know how WWE f didn't pick up on this guy. This guy's their fucking cup of tea right there. You well, know, what you, know what I got for, you know what I got for WWE? Not yeah. picking up Warlow. There you go. Ah. Congratulations. You played yourself. 
Yeah, this guy is a he's a big dude that can you know work and he's got the look. We don't know if he's got the mic skills yet, but uh, he's definitely a WWE looking guy. You know what I mean? But, I you just know, can't a believe guy it. like that. A guy like that, just the way he's built, he's not a guy that needs to talk right away. Yeah, Remember exactly. Goldberg when he and was Batista. going through people for a whole year? It took him a year for him to talk. Yeah, and and Batista, he kind of reminds me of uh, Batista and and uh, and Hunter. You know how like uh, he was kind of like Hunter's heater for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then finally we got to see the whole contract signing where he was going to go to SmackDown or Raw, and then he throws the th- thumbs down. I feel like they're going <laughs> to do something. Similar with uh, Warlow and MJF, you know, you could kind of feel that build going because MJF such a jerk, you know, he even well, like said something in that match. Like, what are you doing? Like yelling at Warlow. Like, <laughs> Yeah, okay. we're going to see when we finally see the turn when Warlow's just done with MJF. Hopefully yeah. it'll be with fans because the fans are going to lose their mind. Yeah, yeah, they will. Now, do, yeah. do you make him a, a face right away? Like him turning on MJF, does that make him a face? Yeah, that, I, I, you, I yeah, so. absolutely. Especially yeah. like if MJF keeps fucking with them, keeps fucking with them, you let that shit build, you let that story keep building. Or finally, Warlord just loses his mind and destroys MJF, like because it's like that little fucking jerk deserved it because he kept fucking, <laughs> with him, you know. Yeah. You, sh- you shouldn't have poked the bear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a match that I wasn't necessarily a fan of um, in Fighter Fest Night One. Wasn't a fan of uh, a Cody and Jake Hager, man. I think it was a, a, a contract uh, of styles that kind of just butt heads. Mm. I don't think they necessarily had a good match. Uh, I'm not saying they had a terrible match, but I don't think it was any good. And, man, Jake Hager's attire, his ring attire was terrible. It looked like he took a dump in his attire. <laughs> yeah. Hager has been underwhelming, uh, to say the least. This is somebody that I was actually excited to see. I get picked up by AEW because I feel like WWE dropped the ball, but it almost feels like this is Jack Swagger 2.0. Yeah. Only worse because, you know, the pandemic definitely is um, catching up to Jake. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he looked a little flabby out there. You know what I mean? He didn't look tight. He didn't look like... He uh, he looked winded. Right. He didn't look like Jack Swagger. He didn't look like the (laughs) American-American of of old. Yeah. Maybe he needs oh. to go back to his old gear, bro. I'm, his old gear wasn't bad. Just It doesn't have to be like Americana colors or anything like that, but go back to the fucking singling. You know, he looked – he to me, with the singling, he looked a little bit more intimidated than the way he looks now. He looked like yeah. he was wearing like – he kind of looked like he was wearing the pens, you or, know? Or, or biker shorts, like he's ready to go biking somewhere, like the tour or something. Uh, yeah. No, but I, I think you guys are right with the attire um, because, again – when you look at guys that, that were like college wrestlers, right? The look is the singlet, right? But it's what you add to it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's what you add. With American Alpha, why did it work? Because, you know, they had the whole stars and things. With Kurt Angle, you know, again, the whole stars and thing. But I think with, with uh, Jake Hager, is you're kind of looking for that look. And it's kind of like looking at John Cena without the, sh- the, the jorts. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. John Cena will come out with his original attire... Like it would look weird. Yeah. Or he or he would go to every city and match it with like their their team, like the city team or something. Yeah, but okay, but that would add to it, you know what I mean? Like right, that, right. but it's like him coming out. Remember when he first faced uh, Kurt Angle when he had like the like the nondescript uh, wrestling shorts on? 
Yeah, it was very, it was very um, WWE video game like creator. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like the player two. <laughs> so <laughs> one thing that I think they're dropping the ball with, uh, mm-hmm. especially with a, a lot of the, um, well, not even a lot because um, Santana and Ortiz do a great job with it. Um, branding. If if you know Jake Hager's in Inner Circle, why not put Inner Circle? on his his ring attire you know right the, the bucks. He, could, he could rock like like fight shorts like brock fight shorts and have yeah. like inner circle there with his name or something on there or oh. like the like the like the gym he trains at put something on there or jericho's yeah. podcast like put, put his podcast <laughs> right right <laughs> there's so much shit with that yeah and that that's a very obnoxious thing that you know jericho should do you know what i mean have his and like if he's on commentary while jake is in the ring you can say look at his tights you know you could catch my podcast and just be yeah. like you know that jericho heel that right. he is right. um you know I, I was getting ready to say like the bucks are so good even when they were not in AEW, when they were with bullet club putting the bullet club skull that you know mario's rocking right now on his shirt on their tights you know and then you see cody going even so as far to put the fucking logo on his neck getting it tattooed nah. these guys are known for branding well, Why not fucking put that shit on his tights? And and, and I think that, I think that's that's the that's the issue right now. Where if he if if you were to get dropped right on Fighter Fest and you were looking at, at Cody and Jake, you wouldn't be able to tell that that Jake was part of the inner circle. You wouldn't be able to tell that that he's a monster heel because he didn't look like that. You know, there's nothing about him. There was if you're gonna be a heel, color wise, you know, you at least need black or red. You cannot be a heel with with like navy blue. I'm sorry, and that and that's what he wears. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like if if you're looking at like actual attire, like when you're trying to build like Bullet Club, black and white, NWO, black and white. You know what I mean? Like Heart Foundation was cool, but I don't think you could pull off pink and black. But I'm saying with Jake Hager, again, his attire needs to match where he is on the card. Like if you were just to get dropped and you look at this at this match. None of that came across. Yeah. Then on top of that, you know, Jake Hare comes out with some dingy-looking wrestling shorts or whatever, and then Cody comes out. You know, he's a champ. He's rocking this fire American Nightmare, Nightmare shirt with the Great American Bash logo on it, like, you know, like font. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a nice nice little touch. I like that a, a lot. A nice little wink in the nod, you know? Yeah, I don't know if they're selling that shirt, but I kind of want it to be honest. With yeah, you. I know it's a it's a fire shirt. All right, let's yeah. talk about um night two. Some of the things that happened there. Yo, Tony Khan, I want my check, brother. I need to get paid because before sure. Fighter Fest <laughs> even happened, before anything got taped, saying what happened, what what's your voice say on the podcast? Yeah, you called it. You called it on uh. On the second on night podcast, two. night two of the podcast, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> you said that, you know, this would be a great idea to bring the FTW championship and, uh, you know, have him present it to Brian Cage. And it, it definitely happened. Um, you know, just one nitpick. I'm mad that they removed Taz from the top of it. You know, I don't know why they did that. Um, that's not the original title. Uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a cool um, touch. And, you know, we've seen him rock, you know, the FTW title before, um, you know, while wearing the ECW championship. And I think Sabu even held it for a little bit at one point. Um, You know, 
at this point, how can he lose to Moxley? You know what I mean? I think if I had to predict here, and we'll find out this Wednesday, I think Darby's going to cost him the match somehow because Darby's been calling out Brian in his promos. Mm. I think Darby returns and, like, distracts him or something, and Moxley just, like, picks up a win like that to a point where Brian doesn't look look bad. Like, for example, right, with, like, John Moxley versus um, Brody Lee, right? Mm -hmm. The match was great. The match was competitive. And even though Brody Lee caught the L, he didn't really look bad. You know, now his booking leading up to him with him and Cole Cabana, that's a different story. But, like, leaving that match, Brody Lee didn't really look bad, taking that L from Moxley. Going back to that same night at Double or Nothing, had Cody and Lance Archer, while we both agreed Lance Archer should have gone over, Cody did, but Lance Archer didn't look bad after the match. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of been lost in the shuffle here. Like, then they're not necessarily – they don't necessarily know exactly what they want to do with him. But – Leaving that match, Lance Archer didn't look bad at all because the match was real, real competitive. Right. I think there's a way you could do that with Brian Cage. At the end of the day, you know, you have a new another title, even though it's a prop title uh, in AEW. You have the FW, FTW championship now in AEW. And listen, if, if Brian Cage wants to defend that, if it's like kind of like a cheap win that Moxley gets over, they could revisit that story somewhere down the line. You know, when you rebuild, Brian Cage is just picking up wins, defending the FTW championship, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I also got to touch on with these two is Taz has really been putting in that work on the microphone. And it, it shop. Just yeah. ain't no slop shop that we're running yeah. over here. This guy not not only um, you know is putting in a lot of work on the mic, but it, it just goes to show you how like light years ahead some of these guys from the Attitude Era are, you know, because they always kind of got to go back and grab these guys. And I'm not just I'm not talking about AEW because they they're pretty much still a startup company. I'm just talking about like wrestling companies in general, going back to that era of guys from the late nineties, early two thousands. They're so much better on the microphone than, you know, this new era of of talent. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that AEW will give more opportunities for these younger talents on the microphone because yeah, sure. They're giving them opportunities in the ring and they probably should be in the ring more often because that's the only way that they're going to get better. But they definitely need more mic time as well, you know. I think a lot of the talent needs to study too, you know. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I gotta praise NXT man. They study a lot of tape. I think not only AEW. I think a lot of these promotions, which I think some some talent do on their own time, but study tape, man. Because if you're gonna talk about look at MJF. MJF's a perfect example. That's a guy that studies tape. He yeah. studies. Absolutely. I'm not talking about tape just for wrestling, um, you know, in ring work. I'm talking about tape when it comes to promos. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But, that whole pencil neck geek thing is. But uh, don't don't you guys yeah. think that that sometimes like and and that's the thing like they have to study tape and I'm sorry to cut you off, Sam, but they they have to they have to study tape. But don't you think sometimes they study the wrong tape? Like if if you were to, if you were told Sam today you could become a wrestler and you could become a talker, who would you study? Um, I'd probably study Flair. Dusty Rhodes, The Rock, um, definitely The Rock, because I would I would try to you know play off the fact that you know I- I'm Puerto Rican, so I got to have a little swagger like The Rock had, you know what I mean? 
fucking Stone Cold. What about Savio Vega? He's Puerto Rican. Hey, man. Savio Vega's Puerto Rican legend, but on the mic, <laughs> not so much. Uh, How about that's not cool? Carlito. Yeah. There you go. Carlito. Yeah. You know, he was great, man. He was so un- uh, under, underrated. Um, underrated. We, we talked about yeah. that so many times before. Carlito was so underrated, bro. He could have been world champion. That's so, yeah. so if, if if you are if you're trying to show these guys, and it's funny because we got a, a quote on here saying that they like MVP and Taz killing it on the mic from Rico. What up from the Ricans of Wrestling? Guys, MVP. Yeah. Now MVP is great. Right from now, that man. era, you have to look at Taz. You have to look at MVP. You know, I would mm-hmm. even go as far as looking at at Edge and his mic work. Yeah, Edge has been killing it. Really, really not even now. Man. I'm talking about like before. Nah, before. Before. You know, like yeah. that and, and again, you're missing out on that on that heel demographic, if you will, where that just by the guy talking puts it over. And it's funny, that's why I said that that I was asking who will you who will you look at? Because I wa- I was watching a video of uh, uh Flair's promos, like ten best Flair promos. Dude, he was talking about like Michaels of Kansas City and Michaels are here, Michaels are there. And he had you wrapped up in in, in his the palm of his hand, just talking. Mm-hmm. Again, not looking at his in ring work, not looking at anything else that has to do with it, just looking at him as a character. So that's why I think a lot of guys like they they just like, okay, you know, you you're supposed to be a a, a strong heel, you know, you're gonna need a manager, if you will. Like if you're Brock Lesnar, you're gonna need a Paul Heyman. Not necessarily, because you do have some strong heels that are able to speak for themselves. So I think that's so. a that's a great segue that you just mentioned because you talked about managers. Yeah, you're welcome. That's uh, why we had this set up. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it was announced this week after Nyla Rhodes went through two enhancement talents that she's going to be having a manager and and it should be coming soon. I think this week at uh, Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, Who AW has a problem? AW. Remember a couple of months ago when we were talking about AEW has too many dark this and dark that and too like, remember we were talking about that? Yeah. Too many dark tables and dark characters. I think they have a manager problem. There's too many managers, bro. How many managers is, are these towns going to have? Like, Taz and Brian Cage makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Tully Blanchard, doesn't make sense to Tully me. Blanchard and, um, and um, Sean Spears, I mean, it's cool, but do we necessarily need it unless we're going to build to a four horseman, a so, new four horseman that could potentially happen? Uh, Lance Archer and Jake the Snake Roberts, I like that pairing, so I'm cool with that. Too many managers, though, man. Uh, Arn and Cody now. Do, do they make I, sense, like, though? How many, how many times? How many people? How many times are we going to have like one of these veterans, these legends? Yeah. Being paired up with a young talent, I think it's too many managers, man. Don't get me wrong, I'm not anti manager, mm-hmm. but like, okay, now Nyla Rose is gonna have a manager. Who's it gonna be? Alondra Blaze, Vicky Guerrero, like, like, or is it gonna be one of, or it might be somebody else that's already managing that's gonna, you know, now pick up Nyla Rose. I just think it's too many managers. I don't think Nyla Rose needs a manager. Britt Baker, I think she'll be the manager because didn't Sam? she get hurt? Yeah, but right now she's having a little thing with um with swole, so mm. big swole. So okay, so but if you're you the want, ma- do, you, do you want do you want her two stories? That just convolutes everything. No, yeah, because- I think Britt Baker yeah. has a manager right now. That that girl that she's been like bitching around. I forget her name. Rebel, which she's been calling Reba. Right. <laughs> That's why I forget her name. <laughs> but um, 
I think that the manager thing is it, it's a little much. I don't I don't think that Orange should be with Cody, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um and I don't think Nyla Rose particularly needs a manager because she can talk. But um I kind of understand what they're doing if this is what they're doing. If they're putting people with the manager and that manager is actually like critiquing their work and giving them pointers backstage, right? That manager is actually there to watch their match and actually manage them backstage. That makes complete sense. You know what I mean? If that's what they're doing, but if they're just doing it to, you know, pop a crowd or for shock value or just to bring, you know, eyes to to their TV program, then it's it's the wrong move. And mm-hmm. it is a little bit much. And like Too I said, the, the the biggest problem I have is why Arn Anderson is with Cody Rhodes. Per, particularly in the past, what we've seen is managers are teamed up with heels. You don't see a manager with a face very often. You know what I mean? It's more like a face would probably have like a valet almost. You know what I mean? Not not particularly like a manager, but um, yeah. If this, I, I just if don't this ends up leading, it. if this ends up leading to a Cody heel turn to a potential four horsemen, I think it's a good payoff. Yeah, that would but be a great payoff. Does, but if that doesn't happen, then it's like you said, like the whole Arn and Cody pairing. I like. I know they have a a uh, a real personal relationship together, you know, outside the ring. But it's like right now, it's like they're together. But what is the purpose of them being together? Mm-hmm. Unless this is going to lead to a new Four Horsemen, which, by the way, I did some research this week. Uh, you know who owns the trademark for the Four Horsemen? It, it's not WWE. Conrad owns that. Oh, wow. Hmm. So he could he could easily work out a deal with AEW where he lends them the rights for it. So we could potentially see a Four Horsemen group with the name Four Horsemen. Wow. Nice. Conrad's a smart motherfucker, man. Shout out to Conrad Thompson. Yeah. I'm actually going to hit him up when I when I decide to buy a house, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, man. Um, that would be fucking amazing. That'd be fucking amazing to see to see the Four Horsemen rebooted. You know what I mean? It obviously wouldn't be, you know, the the original, but it would just be a great piece of nostalgia to see. It won't be like Evolution. It won't be like Fortune 4. It'll be the Horsemen, you know? Four Horsemen. Right. Yeah, right. The only the only thing that could get better, and we'll never see it because Rick signed that WWE contract, would be to see Rick pop up in AEW. But we're never gonna nah, see bro. that. He he has to, he's test too much of a big boner for WWE right now. That's not happening. Man. Yeah, yeah. Him and Charlotte or WWE to the death. But um, man, it, it's cool that they have Tully and it's cool that they have Orn. So it's not it's not a far stretch, man. It, it would be great to see. All right, two more things on AEW, and then we'll move on to NXT before we get like the criticism from you know the the slap sticks. <laughs> uh, uh, Orange Cassidy and Jericho, bro, this match on AEW this past week was great. It wasn't the better main event of the two shows, but man, it was a damn good main event. The only criticism I have on this match, only one I have, mm-hmm. is that when Jericho hit him with the Cassidy with the bat and then hit him with the code breaker. That should have been the end of the match. I don't think Orange Cassidy should have kicked out from that. Yeah, I agree. That's my only criticism. And I know some people were complaining, saying like, oh, Orange Cassidy should have won. You're burying your younger talent. I think this raised the value for Orange Cassidy. Mm -hmm. For the people that 
they're like, oh, Orange Cassidy, his gimmick is stupid. Like the dude, the misconception on Orange Cassidy, and I've said this before on the podcast, is the dude can't work. No, he could actually work and go. Yeah. This is just a gimmick. That's all it is. Right. And we've seen Jericho in the ring with younger talent before, and they've always gotten better. Even like their stock has risen. We've seen it with Scorpio Sky. We've seen it with a young Daniel Bryan and some of those first episodes of NXT. You know what I mean? And now we're seeing it again with Orange Cassidy. You saw it with Darby uh, I, Allen at the beginning yeah, of AEW. Darby Allen as well. And um, man, it it just goes to show you what star power Jericho has in, in, in creating new talent and, and things like that. And, ma- and not even creating new talent, but just making new talent feel like a like a main eventer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I thought they beat the shit out of each other. I, I was, you know, I was looking at it. And I was like, damn, they really are, are, are stiffing each other right here. And, um, man, it, it was a very physical match. And I wasn't a fan of the orange juice spot, to be honest with you. <laughs> Either. I didn't like the orange juice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Sometimes they do too much. And kick out and i'm like bro that should have finished the match you know what i mean right right man but that's my only criticism all right lastly leo get that button ready bro ah what button for tony khan and chris jericho i give you the biggest congratulations you played yourself so why am i giving a congratulations i'm gonna tell you why we all know it as wrestling fan base when it comes to NXT and AEW, it's all about this quote-unquote ratings war or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't do posts on the ratings. I just put it in the stories for anybody that's interested. But, like, to me, the ratings are whatever. It's always been whatever. I don't care who wins, who loses. As long as you're giving me both entertaining shows or one of you guys giving me a good show, that's all I care about, yeah. man. I don't care about this whole ratings war. Man, Tony Khan, dude, you got to stop on going on Twitter fucking addressing these trolls saying like, oh, but we were top seven in cable and the demographic between 1849. We want like stop addressing it. Like, do you do you see Vince McMahon every time like his on Raw, he gets a shit rating or on SmackDown gets a shit rating or something. Do you see them like going on like say he going on Twitter and addressing it? No, he just ignores it. Like, he's the king of no-sell. You know what I'm saying? Tony Khan needs to do the same thing. Stop. No-sell these trolls, all right? The people that don't like AEW, they're never going to like AEW. And Jericho, come on, bro. You're a veteran. You're a legend. Stop addressing these trolls. Who cares what the rating is? Like, as long as you guys are getting paid from TNT, like, the deal, and you guys are still on air, yo, just keep on producing great product. Stop addressing trolls. I don't understand people addressing trolls. Don't address them. Ignore them. Yeah. I don't care if you were number seven or whatever. Who cares? Yeah. I, th- yeah, I, I think agree. I think the biggest problem is that when so right now, yeah, you have you have a ratings war, if you will, right? But it's very quick for wrestling fans to bring it back to oh the good old days of Monday night and Monday night nitro against Raw and, and must see TV. Those were different times. Those were different times where you didn't have the internet, where you didn't have a Facebook, where you didn't have a Twitter, where you didn't have a YouTube. Things have changed in how you run and how you perform. Uh, like, again, you and we said this when AEW started. I remember saying this. WWE is a well-oiled machine. If they want to add another show, it's just, hey, drag and drop. That's all it is, right? With AEW, is a new show. It's a new thing. So 
if you keep looking and keep worrying about what people say online, then you're not focusing on your show. You know what I mean? Like, focus on your show. Just make sure that you make your show better than last week. Don't even look at NXT. Don't even look at WWE. Just make sure that your show gets better and better week over week. And not worry about these trolls that hit you up on Twitter. Don't worry about these people that, that you know what I mean? Because all they want is their five seconds of fame. Because now, if Tony Khan responds, Oh, I'm going to follow this guy because he's got something to say. No, motherfucker. You just caught Tony Khan in an off day. Again, focus on the product. Make it better than the week before. And that's all that matters. That's all Damn. I got to say. Yeah, man. Um, I, I I actually take this advice from you because I, I did have a problem addressing trolls back in the day a couple months ago. Um, honestly, <laughs> when you just ignore people, it just helps your mental health so much. You know what I mean? It's just like... Dude, the, I do that on a regular basis. I yeah. ignore people because you know what? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I could somewhat under, understand why because they they were winning so often and they they just want to be heard and they want to they want to win and things like that but at the end of the day when you're addressing these these idiots that don't know anything about you know pro wrestling most of the time they're they're complaining about dumb shit right, right. of course right um it just it it gives them value you know what i mean it it, it you're letting them rent space in your head for free my opinion so, counts Right, so Tony Khan and, and Jericho, they just got to just keep doing their thing, man, and you know, don't worry about especially, what people say online. Especially Tony, because I think like with Jericho, he's a heel, so like if you want to play it up to the character, it kind of makes sense a little bit, and I might be reaching with that. But like Tony Khan, like you're the president of this company. Yeah. Stop. Leave Twitter alone. You know, like yeah. we don't want a Seth Rollins situation. No. Did, did you see that little back and forth? It, it wasn't even a back and forth. Cody was like, you know, I'll defend this championship anytime, any place. And then CM Punk was like, I got some people that, you know, you could defend against like New Jack, blah, blah, blah. And then like Tony Khan, like a straight mark <laughs> underneath him. Hey, I remember seeing you at such and such <laughs> venue and New Jack was there. And Bob, I was like, oh, like, that's like, 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 not don't. a good look. No, it's very marked. <laughs> Very much too, too markish. Like you're the president of this company, and I yeah. know like the AW haters, they call like, oh, you know, Tony Khan is a money mark. But when you make comments like that, you know, you're kind of giving yourself that title. Yeah. And yeah. I like Tony. Like I like Tony Khan, but he shouldn't be addressing people. Just fucking ignore him. Ignore right. them. You're the president of AW. You don't need to be addressing anything. I got the yeah. actual quote here. It says, "Who do you want to Who do you want to see answer the open challenge from Cody?" Uh, and then um, CM Punk says, replying to Cody Rhodes, "Domino with Sherry, Fearless, Jack Bull, Dean Visk, and New Jack." And then Tony Khan, duly noted. Fun facts: I saw you on a house show in Champlain and Super Bowl Sunday, thirteen and a half. Who writes thirteen point five years ago? Just say 13 and a half years ago. Uh, with Domino and Sherry and Deuce. Also, New Jack was really nice to me when I met him. I was 13-year-old visiting Philadelphia. My dad loved New Jack. Really? Yeah. How very, uh, how very much hard. are you worth? Ah, Dios mío. Anyway, just. It, it screams like, <laughs> please text me back, CM Punk. We want you on our show. Accor That's according what, to. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it screams. Like, if I'm CM Punk looking at that, I'm like, this fucking guy, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, new, new phone. Who this? <laughs> yeah. 
Not a good look. But let's move on to NXT because uh, NXT had two great shows this past uh, two weeks too. So night one, you had a, a, a number one contendership, Fatal 4 where all the women busted their ass. Tegan Knox defeated Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Mia Yim. Uh, and some interesting Tegan Knox news, which congrats for her. I'm all in support for this. It looks like, uh, you know, she finally came out of the closet. You know, she posted a picture with her girlfriend, I'm assuming. And she's been getting nothing but praise and love from the wrestling community and her peers. So good for her. Good for Tegan Knox. Nice. Yeah. And this goes back to what I was saying on one of the episodes that we just did is pro wrestling, the our community should be for everybody. You know what I mean? There should right. be no hate and nobody should feel um, scared or anything like that. Uh, you know what I mean? This this is a place of love. Like, everybody's invited to enjoy pro wrestling. Yeah. So, shout out to Tika Knock. You know what I mean? Um, you know, congratulations for being able to be you. You feel me? So, you know, right. that's how I got to feel about <clears throat> that. Also, you had Timothy Thatcher had a great match with Oni Lorcan. They beat the crap out of each other. Um, in a comedy match, which... You kind of see, like, I, I, won't, I don't want to say the downfall of her, but, man, like, she was, like, starting the year up here, and now she's, like, right here. And that's Rhea Ripley, man. She had yeah, a comedy man. match defeating Aaliyah, which she's very gorgeous, and Robert Stone, formerly Robbie E. Like, she won. She dominated. But, man, like, you went from being one of these high-caliber matches in WrestleMania against Charlotte. Now you're doing comedy matches? Like, dude, it's like, I don't know what happened, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, where, yeah, where did you turn? I don't know what happened either. Um, she's young. Yeah. She'll get back to that 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 spot. Um, it's actually kind of reminiscent the, of Triple H, how, you know, he kind of took that, that L back in the day for the click doing the whole, you know, uh, curtain call type deal. And then he was, you know, wrestling with Henry O. Godwin in a slot match. And, you know, he had to work his way back up. I don't know if she pissed anybody off or if this is just, like, a test of her character. Yeah, because have we heard anything? Like, No, no. Here's, here's my, just my assumption. Yeah. This is without me knowing anything. I think the Bianca Belair rise hurt Rhea Ripley. Okay. Mm. In the beginning of 2020, Everybody wanted to see Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley's momentum started coming down while Bianca Belair started rising up where people were trying to even be vocal, trying to make it a three-way mania. Everybody wanted to see Bianca again thrown in the mix. Now Bianca's nowhere to be found and Rhea's kind of just been like kind of lost in the shuffle because she wasn't part of the, because she, she, you know, she, she wasn't part of this four-way at, you know, she was in a comedy match. You know, they, they could have easily thrown her in there and make it a fireway for number one contendership. They didn't do that. And I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to me that Rhea Ripley is going to get moved to Raw or SmackDown either. So I think she's kind of lost right now. And But like you said, Sam, she's young, so she'll find her way eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whether long- she rises up in NXT again or maybe she gets moved on to Raw or SmackDown. Because she's she is good, but I think that rise of Bianca on top of that Charlotte loss didn't help anything no she needs to keep a positive mindset and a positive attitude because it's very easy to fall into a rut when they start creatively putting you in these weird matches when you were you know marquee of wrestlemania and now you're doing a you know a mid-card match so didn't rhea ripley close out a raw or a smackdown 
I'm not mistaken? Like one of these times when, when she was coming up after? Or... I don't recall that. but all, I all... Yeah, I don't remember that, but I do remember her showing up at Raw leading up to, like, with fans and stuff. Okay. It, it, it might have been that. It might have been, like, the pop that she got. Like, you can't go from right. being an NXT, being the NXT champion, and people cheering for you over Charlotte in Charlotte's show. You know, like, right. and now, you know, fast forward a couple of months and you're in a comedy match. Right. Like, <laughs> um, I want I want to hold off on the main event from night one, because I feel like we could have a long discussion about that main mm -hmm. event and just everything else involving that. So on night two, we had Kansas Ray and Mia Yim in a street fight. They beat the snot at each other. These two women yeah, and, and ended up picking up the win. We had a great match also from Johnny Gargano, Gargano and Isaiah Sword Scott. I'm a big Shane Strickland fan. Uh, dude's incredible. I hope he starts, you know, even though he did catch an L, I hope he just kind of finds his footing because his push has been like stop and go since he's been on NXT. Just compared to like the run he had in MLW, now in NXT, not saying he's lost in the shuffle. Obviously, mm -hmm. they see something in him, but his push has been like a lot stop and go. Mm -hmm. We also saw the return of Mercedes Martinez. I'm a big fan of Mercedes Martinez. She picked up a, a win against Santana Garrett. I just didn't like how she came out, man. I don't think a, a, a performer like Mercedes Martinez needs a gimmick. Like, they right. put, like, this big trench coat on her. And I know she used to wear, like, the mask in the indies. And also we saw her at the Battle Royal and All Out. I'm cool with the mask. But, like, it's too much for, like, someone like Mercedes Martinez. They need to build Mercedes Martinez kind of like they did with Shayna Baszler in NXT. You know? That's what I was going to say. She reminds me they, of they Cyborg. Don't need to, they, don't, they, don't need the, they don't need to fucking add the whole, like, dark music type thing. They don't need to put the, the super shredder gimmick thing on her. Like, it, it's just too much. Mercedes Martinez doesn't need that. She's a right. star already. You want to know yeah. what the name of her theme song is for WWE? Reggaeton generation. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm dead ass. That's what it says. All right. <laughs> yeah. I um. I think that she reminds me of Cyborg from you know mixed martial arts, and I feel like they should have yeah, yeah, yeah. really went that direction with her. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree with you, Mario. She doesn't really need all that. I th I think that if they built her up, kind of like they did with Shayna Baszler, I think when Shayna finally returns to TV, if she ever does, because apparently Vince doesn't like her doesn't get it yeah he doesn't get it um that would be a great match Shayna versus mercedes martinez you know what i mean it's like killer versus killer but we'll see how it goes you know this is um you know this is just starting out so we'll, we'll see exactly where it ends up <laughs> um all right main event time adam cole and keith lee first of all get that button ready for me uh leo Dale. uh what's his name dude's name from Indusheer, a tag team nobody gives a shit about savar gajar gets the biggest congratulations you played yourself yo what how much of a level of an idiot do you have to be to spoil the fucking match we're going to see him in AEW in a couple of months. <laughs> nah, bro. I don't want to see him in AEW. I, I don't want to see him at all. I don't even care about his stupid tag team, bro. This is a fucking tag team nobody gives a shit about. And this jack-off, right, spoils it. Has he gotten fired yeah. yet? No, he hasn't gotten fired. But apparently, apparently, uh, WWE's not happy about it. But on, some, on the positive end of this, mm -hmm. even though it was spoiled, 
it did t- it didn't take away from the moment that Keith Lee had. No, it didn't. I'm so happy for Keith Lee. We mm-hmm. talked about it on part two of a podcast bigger than what is it again? Well, too big podcast, for one night. Too, too big too for big one for, night. Yeah, there you go. Um, we spoke about it in part two. He's Keith Lee's a, a good ambassador for the company. You know, he, he's yeah. he has a great heart. He seems to be on the right side of the fence when it comes to everything that's going on in the world. So this is the type of guy that you want him to be the, the face of the company. And, and this is not taking away nothing from Adam Cole. I'm not saying that he – listen, to me, Adam Cole is the greatest NXT world champion of all time, in my opinion. But I think it's Keith Lee's moment. Ever since he picked up that win against Johnny Gargano, his momentum just skyrocketed to the top. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. keeps on building momentum and momentum and momentum. It was the right time. It, how much more can you do with Adam Cole and NXT? There's not much else he could do. It was at the right time. And, you know, now we're, we're in the Keith Lee era. And it was a great match. Yeah, it definitely was. And to be honest with you, I think it's time to, you know, we got all the titles off of Undisputed Era. I think it's time to bring them up to, to the main roster because the ratings are flat right now. All these guys live in Florida. They're all down there by the Performance Center fucking capitalize on it you know what i mean and you got a guy like killer cross who's going to be going after keith lee for the title so you already have your main event set for the next takeover maybe even two or three depending on how you book it Mm -hmm. so you know give these guys their shine give them the roses right now bring them up to the main roster let them run roughshod you know bring them up like you know they did with the Nexus, but don't bury them at SummerSlam. You know what I mean? Let them <laughs> be strong. Don't let John Cena get a hold of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, as for the main event, I loved it. Um, I, I've been super busy uh, lately, so I honestly didn't get the spoiler. And I was happy that I didn't get the spoiler because that was a shock to me when Keith Lee won. So I've been kind of keeping away from the dirt sheets and everything like that. Um, so I was super hyped. I jumped off the bed start clapping and shit like fucking straight you mark woke up your wife no no she was watching it with me she was <laughs> nice she was watching it with me you know she's actually turned into a bit of a wrestling fan lately so um yeah man uh i might have woken up the kids though because they were already put to bed and uh yeah but anyway besides the fact um man i'm really happy for keith lee i got i got to meet him this year before shit hit the fan at the last wrestling show i got to go to at the, the evolve show in january uh, while Mario was in Chicago for um, the AEW show, um, and he he was super nice, man. He was super nice. Um, you know, took his time with everybody. Unlike John Moxley, yeah. Un- unlike John Moxley, <laughs> well, again, he was he was probably miserable at the time working for WWE. So he was probably looking at all of us in that line like, "Fucking, you guys are the reason why I hate." This. You know what I mean? He's like, "You WWE fans are the reason why I hate this fucking place, especially that Puerto Rican kid." <laughs> 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 oh man but um it was a great match it was a great moment for keith lee um i hope that they do a la ultimate warrior wrestlemania 6 and have him just relinquish the the north american title because i'm not a fan of two singles titles on on one guy you don't like you know Keith two mean? belts Nah, nah. Um, i think it would be cool for him to relinquish it as undefeated champion and just say like i'm gonna defend the NXT championship and then, you know, have some kind of, you know, we've seen tournaments in the past, but I don't know, maybe like, maybe a different concept, maybe like a um, Royal Rumble, a, a battle Royal or, or, or something, you know, I don't know, some kind of different concept 
maybe get away from the tournaments and you know we set up something with the north american title because it, it's needed in, in nxt they need a mid-card you know championship program you know there's there's a lot of talent there that could benefit from that and so, who who's lining up for that spot like if you were to make a guess uh mario's cousin man punishment martinez <laughs> <laughs> He could definitely take that role. You know, Dijak could definitely jump in that, that's that role. A, that's a good one. I'm thinking either Damian Priest, mm-hmm. uh, Cameron Grimes, or my guy, um, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah, that's exactly what Swerve Scott could, could benefit from. Yeah. You know, and um, going back to what you said, I, I think that just being in the ring, in an in NXT ring, because I'm sure they, they've touched in the past, but being in an NXT ring on USA did – uh, a great thing for Swerve Scott being in there with Johnny Gargano, being that you know he's like a, a well-known right. talent by by now, um, and uh, I think that there's nothing but but fucking good things in, in uh, Swerve Scott's uh, future. That you know, I was listening to him on somebody's podcast. I can't recall who, but that that guy he's got he's got a head on his shoulders, and he he's definitely got a bright future. But going back to Keith Lee, man. Him and Killer Cross, that is gonna be that is gonna be something else yeah. when they finally That's get in the ring. That's gonna be together. like Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, definitely. but both of them could move, right? right. <laughs> and, and they're not gonna be and they're, and they're not gonna be uh, wearing costumes, fighting cardboard. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so one one last thing on the on the whole Keith Lee and Adam Cole thing. Uh, I, I did a post on our page. Whatever Adam Cole. Adam Cole does next. I don't think it should be right away. Give him mm. a couple of weeks off or whatever, whether they move on, move on to Raw or SmackDown, uh, whether it's with the Undisputed Area or or he does it on his own. Give him some time off. You know, let's let's you know give him some time off. Uh, let's not see his face. I don't think they should do it like, you know how when Riddle transitioned from NXT to SmackDown, it'll like happen like in two weeks. Like I don't think we need to ha- get that. Like we don't need mm. to see video packages. Leave it a surprise. Like hypothetically speaking here like, let's say when SummerSlam comes around and drew mcintyre you know let's say he's defending the championship against someone whether it's randy orton or something and let's say somehow he still re- retains the title why don't we have the undistributed era you know like jump them a la when yeah. they made their debut you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they attack drew do the same thing here that's just an idea but let's give adam cole the undisputed era let's give them a break let's not see him for a while and then when they decide to make their impact, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown, you know, then just go full force with it. That's well, my opinion. What's what's that phrase that that uh, something makes the heart grow fonder or something like that? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. There you go. Yep. You need that. You, I, I think, especially in this era, like even if they're gone for a month and they show up, you're going to get that pop. You know, again, like like I was saying before, you know, I was watching the Ric Flair promos. And within all that stuff, I also watched when uh, The Rock came back. Remember when they had the whole announcement that he was going to host WrestleMania? And, like, they did this whole countdown thing, and then he showed up, and the fans just started going crazy. Again, absence made that moment count. If you just have Adam Cole show up tomorrow, like, did he really go anywhere? And you it know? takes away from it too. Like yeah. you don't want him just up here, just, just randomly. Just like I don't want to see no build. I don't want to see no. No, uh, no, no. Just have him show up. Show him out. I don't know where. Show up when he, when, he, whenever he decides to, you know, 
call a shot. You know what I'm saying? But but that's what you need. And and I think in this day and age, especially you know with everything that's going on, and people want it right now, and and it's you know it's never fast enough, and it's never cheap enough. You know, you kind of have to like you know what? No, wait. You know what I mean? Right. Like this group, the way that they made them debut on NXT was perfect. You didn't see right. it coming. It came out of nowhere. It had people talking about it. You had the buzz going on. So recreate that in the main roster. Now, would Vince McMahon understand that? I don't think so. And they'll probably be on Raw on Monday. <laughs> but you do need to kind of take that time off. So you're all right, Mario. All right. Let's talk about Io Shirai and Sasha Banks from NXT two weeks ago. Man. This match was incredible, dude. Once again, NXT, the last two weeks, they've been having the better main events. My only nitpick on this match was I wish it would have been for the NXT Championship, even though Sasha was going to lose. But just just to throw that nugget out there, it just would have been, I don't know, it would have made the match feel a little bigger. bit bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had my criticism on Bailey when it comes to her character work, but her in-ring work, man, her and Asuka on Raw this past Monday also incredible i just gotta praise sasha bailey when it comes to her in the ring work eo oscar and like as a b-side i'll throw in nikki cross and alexa bliss too because they're, they're they're part of like this whole story they're trying to tell you know sasha banks and and bailey they're kind of like in multiple stories here but it kind of makes sense if that makes any like it's not convoluted the story they're doing with sasha and bailey they have right. there's different stories in all the brands but it's not convoluted at all. It's like a you branch. Know, you have Sasha and Asuka here. Mm-hmm. You have Bailey and Nikki Cross over here. And then, obviously, they're still tag champs. <clears throat> um, I just got to praise these women, man. They're killing it, bro. They're fucking yeah. killing it. Yeah. The, I, I touched on this on an Instagram post. Um, man, I feel like ever since they won the Women's Tag Team Championships, since they can go from brand to brand, WWE has literally been carried by these women their segments are always entertaining their in-ring work um you know fantastic and i feel like they're both hitting their peak when it comes to their in-ring work right now um i you know as much as people don't like bailey on the mic right now uh i i'm gonna say the opposite i feel like right now she's doing her best work since her call up you know because Mm -hmm. the whole hugger thing for me it worked in NXT, but when she got called up to the main roster, not so much, man. That shit did not really work. And um, right now, I feel like she's really she's not there yet, but she's she's finding out who she really is. You know what I mean? With this whole heel uh, gimmick, as for Sasha Banks, since she's dyed her hair blue and come back, man, hitting on all all cylinders. She dyed her wig, no? Yeah, <laughs> whatever, man. She she's the <laughs> blueprint now. Um, but you think about it, NXT, <laughs> Raw, SmackDown, no matter what the show is, they're putting on a fantastic, entertaining product for us. So um, shout out to both women. Um, you know, I've, I've met them both. They're, they were both sweethearts. You know, I know a lot, a lot of people have some criticism of Sasha Banks, but anybody that, you know, approaches somebody at, you know, an unreasonable time in the morning at an airport is going to get a fucking attitude. You know what I mean? Like, right up. you know, don't bother them right in the up. fucking airport. I'm sure if you've seen her in, a, in an appropriate setting, like a Comic-Con situation like I did, 
you would have had a good experience. But if you approach her at a fucking Denny's at, at three o'clock in the morning after she just, yeah. you know, traveled 500 miles, you're, you're she, might, she might tell you to fuck off, yeah. you know? Especially some of the slapdicks that probably come up to her at fucking, you know, yeah. times anyway. Uh, you know, you mentioned something just now about like some people have criticism on Bailey. You know, from what, as much as I'm not really into it, I the online or like the people that discuss like, you know, they have their opinions, whatever. I think it's been pretty like you're either on the fence that you're just not into her heel gimmick or you're actually enjoying it. I will say this, though. I'm not saying you, Sam. So don't get annoyed. Mm-hmm. The Bailey defenders, y'all getting just as bad as John Cena defenders, bro. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to like your favorite fucking wrestler, all right? Yeah. Y'all getting just as annoying as John Cena defenders. Just saying. So the, the okay. last two weeks, because we haven't done a show in two weeks, I've been like kind of – watching Bailey and I've been trying to dig more like what is it about that I'm just not into right and it's not her in-ring work it's never been her in-ring work I think she's great in the ring and I start digging I'm like well what the fuck am I not seeing I'm like I know me and Sam have like different uh views on certain things or whatever what is it that I don't see so I'm like continue watching and, and it hit me and to add another layer why the fact that she's not believable in my opinion i don't think she's a believable heel like that i feel like when she's being a heel she's acting and playing wrestler not being it mm-hmm. like how the miz when he cuts it he believes it yeah i think part of the reason and it might not even necessarily be baseball it might be the people that are writing her promos go ahead Sometimes when she does her promos, it's very cringe and not cringe in a good way where it's obnoxious. It's cringe like, oh, Bailey, no. Yeah, like, that's true. When Sasha says shit, it's believable. Even if it's obnoxious, it's believable. She believes it comes from here. When it comes from Bailey, it doesn't. And it's just very cringe. Even when she goes to the commentary booth for Sasha Banks matches, every, almost every fucking sentence she says is very cringe. And I yeah. think that's what turns me off from her. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. But she, she's been doing that since she got called up to the main roster. Let's be honest. And right. it, you hit it perfectly. It's coming from here, from Bailey. Not here. When it comes from here, from Sasha or The Miz or it comes from, from the MJF, head. right? That's when you're really getting a good promo, when it's coming from here. But when you're overthinking it and you're trying to be something that you're not and you're really like in your own head, it's not going to come out right. It's got to right. come from the soul, from the diaphragm, from that belly. You know what I mean? <laughs> from that belly. Yeah. No, and and I think, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about before with talkers. You know, uh, one of the best things about any, uh, any of the talkers that we talked about today is that you believe when they say something, you know? And, and I think that you being, you know, Bailey... If somebody goes, hey, you know, maybe you should watch a Bobby Heenan, you know, playing heel. Maybe she'll take that the wrong way. Like, oh, I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm not saying that that's the case, but, you know. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Could be. She's too nice, I feel like. I'm I'm sure she has a a bit of, uh, you know, evil streak, if you will. Not even like, you know what I mean? Like a mean streak. But she's too nice to be to be mean. You know what I mean? Like, okay. there's those those people that are just too nice. Like you. I I, I could cut. I could cut deep. When I'm angry, <laughs> my, my tongue cuts. You know okay. what I mean? So we'll, um, we'll keep on the good side then. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Bailey, uh, I just, it, like I said, it's it's coming from up here and not from here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
she needs to find that that motivation that will get her that angry. Okay. You know what I mean? Where she she doesn't give a fuck about what's written on the paper, where she's actually going to start imp- improving a little bit and making it better, you know? Because I feel like that's what the greats do. They like, make something I, I would never say that, but I'll say this, and exactly. it will convey the same information that I'm trying to do. Exactly. Okay. I, so, not to bury Bailey, or let, you know, just to change the pace a little bit. I will say this, though. Compared to leading up to WrestleMania, right? So now I, I do think she does matter more as the champion now than she did earlier this year. So, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll praise WWE and just both Bailey and Sasha for that. You know, they she now matters as a champion. Hence, going back to like late 2019, early 2020, nobody gave a shit about her. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what would benefit her, right, is when they finally do the like she's already healed but like the old switch the old switch route i feel like bailey should turn on sasha and then she cut a fucking like a scathing promo on like right. why she did it and say you know everybody got called up except for me and everybody's got something negative to say online about me well let me tell you something you about know me about yeah. my hair about- right <laughs> You know, I cut my hair. I cut down the 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 thing, and just come from the heart, and just tell us to right. fuck off. Yeah. And I think I think it's almost like at the end of uh, the movie Waiting, when the fucking guy just turns on everybody and he just goes off, and then they have to like go get him from oh, from yeah, yeah, outside yeah. and bring him back in. I think that's what wrestling fans are waiting so, from Bailey. Such a good movie. That, that's what it is. Because going back to what you said. It's coming from here. Everything, her promos is very cringe. It's not believable. Mm -hmm. And I can't get into that. Like, you have that, and then you have Sasha just fucking nail it in, and every fucking thing she says, it's like, ugh. Like, you know, but, you know, the the story they're telling is improving as it's progressing. So maybe, like what you're saying, when Bailey finally turns on Sasha, she stops saying a promo from here, and it's Mm -hmm. just coming from here, and then I'm like, that's what's missing. At least by, for me. By the way, the people that are listening to the podcast version, here means head and here means heart. Just in case. <laughs> like, what good, do you mean? Good here, save, here Leo. Yeah. Head, yeah. Yeah. Heart. I didn't All even right. think about that. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on. So it's Monday night. Finally. The Rock. We, got the, we got the debut of the new United States Championship. Thank fucking God. Yes. I'm, I like the title, man. I like the title. I have no complaints about it. By the yeah, way, it, if you guys are watching on our on our Facebook feed, I've been putting up pictures. Those are all from at Lucha Outsiders on Instagram. You can go ahead and follow us. Good job, Mario. Dale. It's a good it's a good bell, by the way. Go, Sam. Uh, what you think about the championship? It's definitely an upgrade. It uh, it has the same eagle from the WCW United States Championship, which is my favorite version of the title. Um, you know, we got that like that stacked plating on there. You got big championship or it says like champion and big blue bold letters. I love it. I love it. I I kind of want to get a, a replica, you know, down the line, you know, not right away, but down the line, I think I'm going to get one. Um, the only, the only thing that I would have done is made, you know, the United States words bigger, you know what I mean? Because it kind of, if you look at the title, all you see is the big champion across it and the eagle, and you're kind of looking for the United States. Like, champion of what? You know what I mean? So just get rid of those gold stars next to the words United States and make 
them big like make the the words bigger mm-hmm. and bolder you know what i mean so you could see it a little bit more they ha- um they have a variation of it uh where instead of having the gold behind the stars you have the blue behind the stars i think that one looks more crisp than right. this here uh yeah. i totally agree with you when you look at when you're looking for the united states it kind of ble- bleeds into the back um mm-hmm. but i think if you add the blue to the top then it pops out as the U.S. champion because it has the flag in it. Right now, yeah. all I see is red and white. It could be the Puerto Rican champion. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, no, but and, what uh, I'm saying, like, if, if you were to put the blue behind the, the stars, that's what right. when I saw the variation of it, I'm like, the variation looks better than the original one. Yeah, yeah. but then but then you'll have run into the problem, Leo. Like, if you take away too much red and then you put blue, then they're going to be like, oh, that's the Cuban champion. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck you guys then. I don't care. <laughs> another, another, just a nitpick uh, yeah. that I, I would have done is um, I would have moved the eagle up into the middle of the belt and then the word champion underneath the eagle. Mm-hmm. That's just something that I would have did just because I'm a fan of, like, classic wrestling belts and usually the center plate has something dead center in the middle, you know, that draws your eye to the title, whether it's a like globe, big ass eagle, W, yeah, or a big ass logo, you know what I mean? <laughs> AEW across the, you know what I mean? Or, or you, TNT. you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I'm a big belt mark, um, but the, I, I love the belt. I love the it. championship, the United States championship was long overdue for like a remodel, redesign, a, yeah. a remix. To be honest with you guys, I was never really a fan of that. United States Championship design uh, when they debuted it. I'm like, all right, it's, you know, it's a it's a flag with gold. Yeah. <laughs> it was what it was. I, I, I really wasn't into it. I was always into the classic WCW United States Championship. You know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the belt that I was into. But this new WWE United States Championship design, I'm into it. I really don't have any complaints, man. I uh, I, I do see your uh, little quick uh, critiques on it. You know, mm-hmm. that's. Uh, you know that's passable. Like I have no problem with now, that. But you're telling based, me based on what yeah. based on what AEW gave us with that TNT championship, <laughs> I don't think any of us should be complaining. So and you, I don't you didn't care like if the title's not finished. You know why? There's no excuse because there's so many championship belt makers that would have made you a fucking nice mm. belt, and then you have these fucking marks. That's saying, no, well, the TNT championship not finished. Oh no, TNT championship is better. Are you fucking kidding me? Take Tony Khan's dick out your fucking mouth. The TNT Championship is disgusting. So the the TNT Championship, I think we can put that one and two with uh, with the check that they paraded around at last year's Fighter Fest. I think those are the two things that where you have people that have money that make stupid decisions. Uh, you making it you making it seem like a like if we were to put an indie show together, and like we would go three ways on a belt. Like that's what the TNT belt looks like. I'm sorry. I think we would do better than that. Actually. No, but, but again, shout just out look. To, go ahead. Shout out to X because he said that the belt looks like the Dipset Championship belt. It really does. It looks very dim- diplomatic immunity. Yeah. That's what it looks like. That's Joel Santana's, uh, you know, charm on his necklace right there. Um, <laughs> right. I think wrestling fans have become very accustomed to shitting on the championships when they're rebooted because we've been disappointed so many times. It, you know, it goes back to the Universal Championship being unveiled and everybody booing oh. because it just looked like the WWE Championship with a red strap. And then, you know, you get the 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 Fiend version of that. You get the 24-7 Championship, which is a reboot of the Hardcore Championship that just looks like a 
plain boxing title that like maybe hey, man. some the, kids the tag win. titles have been looking the tag titles been shit for the last 15 years right right you the, know the penny belts and, and then the tnt championship you know because it, we had our expectations so high because everybody loved the aew championship the tnt championship rolled out and we're like what, what the, the fuck, fuck is that <laughs> The T- the, yo, the TNT championship came out, and we looked at it, and we just told all of us a congratulations. We yeah. played ourselves believing it. So I feel like wrestling fans you yourself. are just so accustomed to just shitting on everything because we get into that yeah. that role. It's almost like how people just start booing Roman Reigns or start booing John Cena because it's the cool thing to do. It's almost like this is the cool thing to do now, shit on the new championships that get unveiled. This one is a win. This one is a this good is one. A big win. Yeah. Big so, win. guys, you know, I, I understand that we fall into habits and fads and things like that, but really take a look at this title next to the old one. If you can't see that this is an upgrade, congratulations for how you played yourself. <laughs> like, what the fuck? L- looking online, I can get a replica one from Crown Awards for $189, and we could just put a, a TNT logo on there. It looks a lot better than what they have on TV right now. No man, they could have talked to the guy at JB Toys, and he would have uh-huh. probably made some crazy shit for AEW. Instead, they probably got some slap dick that made a football fantasy football championship. That's what that's it looks what it like. like. That's what it looks like, and, and it's a shame, man. All right. Um. So it happened about two weeks ago. WWE buys Evolve. They bought Evolve Wrestling. They've been having some financial trouble, and no more Evolve. They WWE owns the brand. They own the they owned all the content for Evolve. Everything. What do you, what do you what do you see on this? Obviously, we're probably going to get some Evolve, you know, bulk content probably in the network at some point. Do you think WWE continues doing Evolve shows? Do you think they do anything with the brand? Or do you think they're just going to retire it? I hope that they continue to do shows because. Uh, it goes back to what I was saying about the AEW talent, and it holds true for any company's talent. You're only going to get better if you have reps in the ring. So if somebody in NXT is struggling, they could send them to Evolve, right? If you have this almost like a farm-to-your-farm situation now, which pretty much what it was before, it, it was like a handshake deal kind of thing. It was like a wink and a nod kind of thing where it's like, all right, we're some we're halfway in bed with WWE anyway, mm-hmm. you know, because we've seen so many evolved talent get, you know, used by NXT and NXT doing the favor and, you know, letting Keith Lee go down there and Johnny Gargano and things, things of that nature. So, I mean, the writing was on the wall. Um, mm-hmm. I think the pandemic kind of forced the hand. Um, but I hope that they continue to, you know, put on shows because, a, they're very fun to go to, and B, the business needs it because the way that things are going right now, I don't know if WWE is going to be this traveling circus anymore as much. You know what I mean? We're not going to get the live shows that are house shows. We're going to get Raw and SmackDown, but we're not going to get those Friday night, Saturday night, bring your kid for $50 cheap nights. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, which is unfortunate, you know, because that's even where some of these main roster talent get to learn exactly how and who they are in the ring. Um, But just because of the way this pandemic is moving, I don't think we're going to see that anymore. So Evolve being bought could potentially be great for this industry, you know, 
Um, even seeing some of the main roster guys getting thrown down there, like, hey, you need a little bit more time in the oven. Go down to Evolve, mm. figure yourself out, you know, do a couple shows down there. And and now we're going to get even more talent, uh, or, I mean, uh, more product for our $10 a month on the WWE Network, where, you know, we're going to probably see, you know, a whole out rolling of Evolve shows, you know, shows that we've been to before, Mario, that, you know, now that we could see uh, on demand. So, uh, this is it's good. It's unfortunate for Gabe, you know. Um, you know, it's a Philly connection, uh, ECW connection. The, you know, the whole Paul Heyman uh, connection and things like that. It's unfortunate, and I hope that they find a role for him in the company down the line, and they don't just like kind of, you know, okay, we bought your your company. Goodbye. Nice to know you. Yeah. <laughs> So I hope Gabe does land on his feet from all this because this pandemic, you know, it's hurt so many fucking people, man. And I know um, he's working with NXT as a as a producer agent or something. Yeah. So he it's not like he's unemployed, but you know, but his baby evolved obviously no more. But who yeah. who knows what so, happened there? I, I I personally don't have that much faith on WWE to have continue evolve running as like a separate entity. But if it does happen, good for them, and I'll definitely support it. I th- I think what they're gonna do with that. Is they're gonna use whatever connections Evolve had to run their shows to actually run the NXT shows? I think it's kind of what what Sam was saying, where you're not gonna have the WWE be this this traveling circus. I think you could open up a subdivision of just road shows where you have these guys where you can go to a wrestling show for you know twenty dollars, thirty dollars. You're not gonna get your John Cena's, Roman Reigns of the world. But maybe you get somebody that's not being used to get them to co- uh, to go over. So basically, it'll be a WWE produced roadshow, but with different people. So in other words, you could get these NXT shows to run somewhere else. Um, I think that's why you have the whole working relationship together. Just look at the at the last show where you got to meet Keith Lee. He wasn't on the card, correct? No, no, he he um he was just he there. Like- yeah, he did like some mean greet, and then like, okay. they used him as like a so, uh, guest ring announcer. So now these people that you can't use on NXT TV, right? Put them on that loop. Put them on that house show loop, where you know what? Hey, we have a Keith Lee, we have our you know a North American champion. Send him out there for the weekend. You know, come down, come watch Evolve, or or they can even change the name or whatever, right? Where it's basically you'll get to go watch a wrestling show under the Evolve name but with the NXT talent or with somebody else that needs some work or something they want to try out, you know, where, because right now you can't just put everything into that, that WWE machine that goes around, you know, from town to town because it's two totally separate shows. You're not going to do an NXT show at a, you know, 30,000 seat arena. You're going to do an NXT show at a smaller arena to make sure that you sell it out. Because that's one of the things that WWE has been having issues with where they do go to a show and you only have, what, 6,000 people show up on a 30,000-seater? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, th- me personally, I think that's what they should do where you don't have the, the overhead of bringing all your camera crews and all your trucks and all this and all that where you could just send a smaller crew, do an NXT show. So I think that's in the business sense of it. The other side of it, you have all of their video archives. So if you wanted to put something together on any of the guys that have been there, now you have a whole bunch of matches that you can add that people don't even know about. That's very true. That's very true. I don't even think about that, Leo. That's a good point. 
There you go. See. All right. <laughs> uh, move, <laughs> moving on. Uh, looks like Kyrie Sane probably is going to be leaving WWE. Uh, she wants to go back to Japan to reunite with her husband. Oh. Um, WWE is trying to, you know, offer a shit ton of money so she could stay. I don't expect her to stay. As much as I enjoy the Kabuki Warriors and enjoyed her singles run in NXT, I don't expect uh, Kyrie Sane to stay uh, at all. Plus, she got hurt a couple of times. That doesn't help at all. She got she got she got hurt recently by uh Sam's favorite uh female wrestler. <laughs> yeah, man. Big big draws Nia Jax. Um <laughs> yeah, man. I don't I don't I don't know. I I I think that they um they kind of dropped the ball with her a little bit. You know, her NXT run was pretty good, but when she got called up to WWE, it was uh reminiscent of, you know, EC three. Um some of these guys that just got washed, like fucking, you know, the the Ascension, you know. I mean, minus minus her run with the Kabuki Warriors with Asuka. Yeah, Asuka saved it. Asuka saved it for her. Right. She definitely did. Right. But then after that, it was like, what are you really doing with her? You know, yeah. she was like a pretty high caliber in NXT. And then, you know. Yeah. There, yeah. Was, so there was no think, connect. I think uh, – you know, she she should go back uh, to Japan, uh, you know, reunite with her husband, be happy, you know, whatever makes her happy. And, you know, um, it'd be great to see her pop up and start him again. You know what I mean? Uh, so just All right. nothing but love and best wishes for, you know, her. Yeah. Amazing talent. All right. Uh, on a, a quick update, nothing too intense like in the previous episodes, but on a quick update on the whole speaking out movement. Uh, Matt Riddle, we talked about him of the potential affair. Well, he finally admitted to the affair mm-hmm. that he had an affair, but he claims the allegations against him against Candy uh, that Candy Carray made were false. Which, once again, going back to we, what we talked about, there's too many holes in Matt Riddle's story. If if it was an affair, just a, why not admit to it from the beginning instead of calling her the, a stalker? Uh, and then on the NXT UK front, Joe Coffey is right now suspended till further note notice so that's your update on the whole speaking out movement yeah i think just from somebody that's in a, in a relationship and you know we we've never had any kind of issues like that i could understand why he called her a stalker instead of just outright saying it was an affair because he doesn't want to embarrass his wife because that's very embarrassing and we see will smith going through it right now with, with jada i don't know if they had when an open you, relationship when or what you put your penis in another woman you have no regard for your partner absolutely so, I, I agree with that so but it's it's very it it em- embarrassing for the person that is sticking with you throughout that that transgression throughout that that mistake that you made which is a huge mistake you know what yeah. i mean like some some would say an unforgivable mistake you know um so I could I could somewhat understand why Matt Riddle said, oh, she's just an online stalker, didn't outright say, hey, you know, I've been cheating on my wife with this girl. And then I told her uh, enough was enough. I, you know, I told my wife about it and we got to stop. I, I, you know? I feel like I feel like that kind of made things worse, though, because this is not like the Will Smith and Jada situation. This is something completely different. Absolutely. He, got, he had totally an affair. Different. He mm-hmm. tried to lowball it and try to make it seem like, no, 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 she's just a stalker. Yeah. Only to come out like, yeah, I did have an affair with her. But everything else she's saying is fake. You still made your wife look like an idiot regardless. Like, yeah. if, if your wife yeah. knows about it already, just come out and tell the truth. Yeah. Right, I mean, right, that, right. Especially right, if your wife point. knows about it already. 
Yeah, at that point, he probably should have had a conversation with his wife before he even went on Twitter or anything. And we don't know if that happened or not. We don't know if his wife is like, just call her a stalker. You know what I mean? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. This could have been his wife's idea. Mm. Like, don't say well, anything because well, they got this kids. Is his wife, if this is his wife's idea, she's an idiot. Because well, they, now they got... Matt Riddle, now Matt Riddle looks like a bigger j- Matt Riddle and his wife look like a jackass because right. he, he tried to downplay it at first, like try to make it seem like all oh, the company knows about it. it's not a big deal. Only to find out in reality, which we were all assuming to begin with. Mm. So it's like, okay, so you lied about it. But now you're telling us, oh, I did have an affair with her, but everything else she's saying is fake. Is it really? Because you already lied. Listen, bro, they got they got kids together. So that that's another factor where the kids don't know, right? Right. So right. let's call her a stalker until we have that conversation with the family, have a family meeting, and let you know, uh, let them know daddy made a mistake. I call blah, bullshit. Blah, blah. You know, so you think it happened? Not only, not only daddy's a cheater, but he's a liar, a liar. too. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. First of hey, all, man. First of all, if you haven't had to talk with the children, don't say anything at all. Hey, all, all I'm saying is, bro. Like, don't say anything about I, a stalker. Don't say anything about nothing. No, Just, no but to, to, to Sam's point, I do get what Sam is saying. But at the same time, that comes with a, with a price. Cause now you're digging yourself deeper in the hole, bro. The on minute, top of the on top of the holes that you have in your story. The minute you cheat on your wife, your husband, whatever, you're making the like the biggest fucking gamble in, in the world. Because a if you if you're married, right? If they don't forgive you and they divorce you and you don't have a prenup, that's half your shit. You get the biggest congratulations. Right. Especially if you're Matt Riddle, who's now signed a, a, to a, a big deal, a lot of money. It doesn't matter when you're broke. You know what I mean? doesn't matter but, how much weed you smoke. She still gets half. Right. On top of the fact half that if, if you're married and you have kids and you make this stupid-ass decision to cheat, then you don't know how it's going to affect the kids whether you're going to have a bad relationship with your kids moving forward, if your, your spouse is going to wind up trying to go for full custody, you know, it becomes very, very ugly. So I don't, you know, I don't want to like say that he didn't do these things. Right. And I don't want to say he he's right or anything like that. But what I'm saying is I could kind of get it. I could kind of get it where you kind of like, you grab your phone, you see, oh shit, all this is happening. I need to I need to try and put some water on this fire real quick. Uh she's a stalker. She's a stalker, she, she's a stalker bro. <laughs> he, goes, right? he goes on his phone and it doesn't see like a bunch of tweets. It just says, Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of gray area with with that situation. And like I said, I don't yeah. know if he's telling the truth. I don't know if she's telling the truth. We won't know. Nobody's going to know besides those two and God. So um, at the end of the day, um, you know, you just got to go with your gut, you know, and, right. and you know, stalker. my gut is telling me maybe. <laughs> well, I, I think I think I think Matt Riddle went more than besides go with his gut in this case. Right. And my, my gut is telling me not to really support Matt Riddle right now. My my, you know, I'm not gonna be buying no bro shirts or anything like that for the foreseeable future. Just don't, on, just don't cancel. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> just All don't right. don't cancel Let's him. Bad enough, you gotta cancel Goya now. 
Yo, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm upset about that. Yo, me and my wife were like, yo, how do we make our own adobo? We was like, yo, got to get recipes and shit. You guys bro, can go follow love... the, the freaking Regan restaurant. He has a really good adobo recipe there. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. There's, a, there's another company that she was looking at. I think it's called like Luis or some shit like that or Josie. I don't fucking know. But yeah, yo, man. Just that. Just to add add on, because you mentioned the Goya thing, I completely forgot to mention this to Leo. <laughs> we were talking about like the whole Tony Khan and Chris Jericho, like kind of like downplaying and making excuses, like oh well, we want the demographic. It kind of reminded me of like you remember when Jorge Ramos was trying to make excuses when Donald Trump won the presidency, and he was like, well, if you if you look at this, you Leo, you can explain this, it better. What if, is you, it, Leo? if if you take the map and you turn it around, you can see that Hillary's still gonna have a chance to like, dude, like let it go. <laughs> <laughs> like if you guys. If if you guys are Latino, you know who Jorge Ramos is. He's in Univision or whatever, which, you know, that, that's just another story for another day. But, but yeah, it, it was like Tony Khan and Chris Jericho were like making excuses yeah. on how they still won. Even yeah. they got like the low, if you low take low. the ratings and you turn them sideways and you see <laughs> year over year, like, come on. Now. Have you guys seen the Walter Mercado uh, Netflix special? <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> okay. It doesn't get any more Puerto Rican than watching the Walter Mercado thing when it comes out. Have you seen it, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. You watched it last night. The whole family was watching it. I have, no, I have no interest in it. I have no interest. In it. <laughs> bro, he's iconic, bro. Shout out to him. Rest in peace. He's to Walter. like he he was he's like the Miss Cleo of Latinos. That's yeah, pretty much bro. what he was. I, I, okay, so so now that they were on that topic, right? If you if you look at, he was a wrestling character. Yeah, absolutely. that's all he was. He was, was he was gorgeous George. Dust. He was gorgeous George. He was you know, uh, uh, Velveteen Dream. All these uh, like androgynous yeah. or whatever figures. That's what he was, and yeah, he, he was, was playing it up to Spanish people. Yeah, he was an exotico before his time, man. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Lastly, lastly, on some Impact Wrestling notes. So they made a they made a new main event for Slammiversary that's happening a week from today, next Saturday. So you're gonna have Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, and Eddie Edwards. And a mystery opponent. A lot of people are speculating it's going to be one of these returning uh, wrestlers, maybe some of the released people that, that got released by WWE. Yeah. And um, we'll tie this with Impact, too, because it has to do with the Good Brothers. Good Brothers obviously signed to Impact. And AJ Styles this week has some interesting words about Paul Heyman. Mm -hmm. So he was on his mixer. AJ Styles goes on his mixer a lot. You know, He'll talk to fans, answer questions or whatever. And he addressed the whole Paul Heyman issue. So this is what he said. There were rumors going around that AJ Styles left Raw to go to SmackDown because he was being bullied. That may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I'm a grown man. If there was some bullying going on that upset me enough to leave Raw and go to SmackDown, I would handle it. And whether I got my tail beat or not, I'll still handle it. I'm a grown man. So I'll just throw that out there. When it comes to the rumor of Paul Heyman being upset with him because he didn't take up for Gallows and Anderson before they got released, that's not what it is at all. It's not even close. I'll give you a snippet of what Gallus and Anderson already know. Paul Heyman's a liar. Now, you know, I'm sure you heard it before, going back to his ECW days, you'll hear it. He's a bold-faced liar. So that's my take on that. And I will let Gallus and Anderson add on to it. Mm. <laughs> well, we've heard in the past that Paul's a liar. But... Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I, mean, he is, I mean, he is Jewish. Just being honest. <laughs> hey, man, he... uh. He, he just knows how to put a little, as you would say, put a little sasong on things. And, um, you know, that's Paul for you. But, you know, it is what it is. 
As for I'm the, very interested because when AJ said, I'm going to let Gals and Anderson add to that. If you guys have been following uh, Gals and Anderson's like, you know, social media and stuff, they've been promoting, uh, I believe it's going to come out July 18th next week, uh, their talking shop podcast, which is going to be their tell all. Yeah. So right. I wonder if that's like kind of a, you know, wink it to that, that they're going to address it like in details what happened, you know? Yeah, no doubt that they are. Um, going back to the to the impact thing, um, you know, it it just goes to show you how things can change in a blink of an eye. You know what I mean? Like we had, what, what was it? Tessa was going to be yeah. in that match as well, and, and then who else? And Michael, and, Elgin. and Michael Elgin. That's right. So, who do you think? Because we know it's not EC three. EC three was, you know, on Instagram, cut of. Really great promo talking about how he's going to be in AEW now. Yeah, bro, right? you're getting fucking work, bro. He's been doing that with Impact and AEW. We don't know where he's going to show up. Okay, so maybe he's going to show up in Impact. I didn't know that he did that on it. Uh, he did a promo for Impact? He's doing promos for Impact, AEW. Like, this guy's working the audience. So it could potentially be EC3. Mm-hmm. It could be Eric Young. It could be somebody we're not even thinking about. Zack Ryder. That's very true. Bro, imagine if it is Zach. Imagine if it is Zach Ryder. <laughs> That'd be nuts. That'd be nuts. Well, is he going to go by, by Matt Cardona now? Is that like his Matt wrestling Matt Cardona. Name? Yeah, he's going by that name. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I would like be, to see him. Um. All right. So that wrapped up pretty much all the news and stuff that we had. Um. Sam, the floor is yours. We're just going to kind of sit back and just let you, uh, you know, go. Yeah. Go, go about what you've got to go about, bro. Yeah, thank you, man. So uh, I just want to say, you know, Mario just said it, the wrestling part of this is over. So if you don't want to, you know, hear about what I have to say about, um, you know, my father, you know, you can cut the podcast off. You can stop watching right now. But uh, I got to uh, address something because I lost my. Uh, I lost my dad on on um, Thursday night. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry it's okay and, time, um, bro. we don't know what happened um we don't know if it was like coronavirus or you know he had health problems you know he had he had a heart condition you know he had multiple heart attacks and things like that a couple strokes yeah he, he was definitely tough <clears throat> you know he was 80 so <clears throat> me and my dad we uh we had a complicated relationship. Uh, my dad was in jail for about 13 and a half years. Going back to the Tony Khan thing, 13.5 years. <laughs> uh, um, so it's, and my mom stayed with him for, for 10 years of that before they divorced. And, uh, and shouts to, to my mom. You know, I never saw a man in our house, you know, she never had any kind of transgression through that time. She was a good woman. You know, I love her. She's here in the house today. So shout out to my mom. And she did a great job raising me. Um, and we went to go see my dad, you know, on conjugal visits a lot. And I posted some photos on my personal Facebook and on my Instagram of the times that we used to spend. Uh, my dad hated wrestling, but he, um, he would always cater to me and let me, you know, beat him up on those conjugal visits, you know, let me win every time. 
Um, when they divorced, I went to see him and I didn't have a good visit with him because I wasn't with my mom. And it was like the first time I had been away from her. And I was like, I was like 10, I'm still a baby, you know? And it wasn't a good visit. I went up there with my aunt, my Titiana, who, who passed away this year due to coronavirus. And um, I think my cousin Frankie, and we didn't have a good visit. And things things just kind of like spiraled after that. You know, I started to rebel, hanging out with knuckleheads, you know, and started smoking pot and doing crazy things that teenagers do. And when he got out, I was in my rebellious teenage phase. And, you know, we butted heads a lot. And, you know, it got to a point where we, we tried to mend the bridge and we made a, a lot of great memories, you know. You know, and there's always that, like, unspoken tension that we had. You know, we addressed it a couple times, but it's hard to erase that, you know. And I was talking with Mario earlier about those those great memories that we had, like, he took me to my first basketball game. You know, that's something a dad should do with his son. You know, I got I got to see the Nets at the old Izod Center before they moved to Brooklyn. <clears throat> I got to uh, see Kobe uh, perform at Madison Square Garden with my pops. We went to a couple um, baseball games together. Um, we went to Kentucky, uh, Florida. You know, I had a couple family trips. And we made some great memories. And, um, man, it's affect this. This is affecting me a lot more than I thought it would because towards the end, it didn't really end that well between me and my dad. And I think that's why <clears throat> it's affected me a lot. Um, I told him uh, leading up to my, it was three years ago, right? It's the 27th birthday, I guess. Or maybe it's 28th birthday that I don't remember, but um, that I was going to propose to my now wife on my birthday and go to Puerto Rico. And, you know, he was totally supportive and everything like that. And the day came and the day went. And it was odd because. It's my birthday. He never missed it before. You know, he always called on my birthday. And on top of it, it was a very special day, you know, that I'm going to be asking my wife, you know, my, my now wife to be my wife. And called him the day after. And he had a big argument uh, with his current wife. And he, he just didn't seem like the same. And we had a couple conversations after that where I check up on them and, and it was almost like I was having the same conversation over and over again with him. He wouldn't remember the conversations that we had had a day ago, two days ago. And I, uh, I would get frustrated and I would think he didn't care, but in, retrospect he was losing it i think he had either dementia or some kind of alzheimer's we don't know but he definitely wasn't the same you know in his older age 
and the phone calls became less because I didn't want to keep repeating myself. And there was like that unspoken tension that we always talk about. And he stopped calling. And then, you know, holidays passed, no calls. Father's Day, my birthday, his birthday, no phone calls, no, no contact, things like that. And um, recently, I've been trying to connect with my niece, my, you know, my brother Moses' uh, daughter, and I had sent her a gift, a keyboard, and uh, I had an intention behind that. You know, obviously I was doing that because I love her, and she's family, and I want her to know that I love her. But there was an intention. I was hoping that the keyboard would, the present would get back, like to my dad. So, like, I was hoping that my brother would call, call my dad, and tell him what I did. So he would call me. In the day that the keyboard arrived, was data. should have called him I should have put my pride aside and called him and I think that I was looking for him to be more mature because he was my dad and he was the parent and I was looking for that but at the end of the day he was not himself And I should have known that. I should have taken that into consideration. And I should have called my dad. And we did have a conversation at one point. A couple years ago when he did move to Florida. I did tell him I loved him. It was like out of the blue he called and he said they moved to Florida. So there's that, but that's the last time I had a conversation with him. And to be honest with you, it was a random day that I can't even tell you. And it was, it was years ago because he's been living there for a while. And um, I was telling, ah, I forget who the hell I was telling. I've been talking to so many people lately. You know, thank you for everybody that's reached out, by the way. I was telling somebody that this is um, a lesson for me in patience. Because I don't have a lot of patience. And uh, I got to thank my wife, my mom, and my children for dealing with me. (laughs) Because I could be a pain in the ass sometimes. Because I don't like to repeat myself. And um, I know I could be a bit of a prick sometimes. But this has been a lesson for me in patience and humility. Sometimes you got to put your bullshit aside and make that phone call and bury the fucking hatchet, whatever, whatever you guys got going on and, you know, whoever's listening to this. If you have an issue with somebody 
and you love them and they're your family, give them that call. You don't want to, you don't want to go through this. It's, it's not good. Um, it's not a good feeling. And, uh, I always would play tough when my mom would ask or my wife would ask or anybody would ask about like the relationship with me and my dad. And, oh, no, I ain't going to cry when he passed away. You know, he wasn't there to raise me and all this bullshit. At the end of the day, that was my dad, man. And, uh, like I said, we made some good memories and, uh, I should have fucking called. I should have called. And even with the limited time that we had together, I learned some good lessons from him. I touched on that in an Instagram post that I posted that, you know, he taught me that you could learn from anybody, even a child. And sometimes... Just as humans, we look at people that are younger than us like they don't know anything sometimes because we have more life experience, you know, but that's something that's really important. You know, sometimes the younger generation has a different outlook on things and sometimes you need to sit back and reevaluate. It's always good to reevaluate sometimes. So, um, you know, I've been going through a little bit. I've been keeping busy. You know, I just started a new job, which is my dream job right now, to be honest with you. And it sucks that this happened. And they've been very supportive over there. You know, shout out to, to you know, the Rano brand. I'm growing cannabis right now, uh, you know, medically, because uh, in New Jersey, that's that's what it's you know, legally used for, you know, hopefully in November we could get something going. But um, everybody at work has been very supportive. And, you know, Mario and Leo, thank you guys for letting me sh- share. You guys have been very supportive. And, um, you know, just doing this podcast for the last hour or two hours, whatever it was, two hours. time kind of flew by. But it, it, it did help to get my mind off of it. You know, pro wrestling has always been a way that I've been able to escape from <clears> – <throat> you know, the real world and kind of like just dive into uh, a fantasy world, you know, and just kind of leave all my bullshit at the door and try to, you know, live within those, those ropes and turnbuckles and try to, you know, lose myself that way. But uh, I'm, I'm going to be all right, man. You know, the, the good thing to come out of this is me and my brother are talking me and my brother Moses and this is now going to open up more of a relationship with me and my niece who already has gravitated towards my wife through the social media and I think that through you know this obviously very tragic negative experience that my family is going through right now and it's been a terrible year you know his sister my Titiana died earlier this year due to, due to coronavirus. So it's been rough for my dad's side of the family. I think that through all this, that it's going to bring us tighter and closer together. Um, so like you could see, 
under my eyes. I got bags. I haven't really been able to sleep that well. Um, I keep beating myself up. People tell me stop. Even my brother has told me stop. Stop doing it. Stop with the coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's going to drive you nuts. Um, the thing that's getting me by is the good memories. You know, because they, they were there. There were some damn good memories that me and my dad had. And we shared a couple of good laughs, you know. Oh, you know, one of them was the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. And, you know, just he put me on the Brooklyn Lager beer. And there's times in Brooklyn walking around. And like I said, those those sports games, they're just going to you know, be memories. You know, I remember Vince Carter going up for a dunk and then he came down and sprained his ankle with my dad being all pissed <laughs> off, <laughs> you know, and this, you know, he used to tell me these crazy fucking stories, man, this life he lived, you know, the man did 13 years in jail and he was a, he was a wild guy, man. He was a party animal. He was, he was one of those live fast, you know, but he didn't die young. He was 80 years old. So he had a full life. He had a full life. And, um, you know, some of the stories that he used to tell me, you just couldn't believe it. You know, he was an exterminator by trade. And he actually had the, the contract with, with Donald Trump. And he said he used to steal his silverware because it was actually silver. <laughs> <laughs> this goes to show you, like, my dad was a, he was a rebel, man. He was a wild guy. Um, you know, he, he, um, he was a good dude. You know what I mean? He had a good heart. And he had a lot of generosity. He would, he would take the whole family out. And I'm not just talking about his direct family. Like he would take his brother, his sister, nieces, nephews, everybody, and pick up the whole bill. And in a Puerto Rican so, household, that's a lot of people. Yeah, he would pick <laughs> up the whole bill. You know, it it was nothing for him to like drop a a couple thousand on a on a on a night out. You know, he, part of the reason why I was such a big Ric Flair fan is because he reminds me of my dad a little bit. You know what I mean? He, uh, my dad always liked to wear like the nicest stuff. You know, he was like Rolex wearing alligator shoes and shit like that. You know, uh, so, you know, I'm going to miss him, you know, and, uh, it just goes to show you that the pettiness, the bullshit, you got to put it aside. You got to put it aside. You got a problem with somebody and there's love for that person call them just call them because you're going to regret it if you don't and if it's too late so that's all i got to say about that to be honest with you i don't have any instagram shout outs i was talking to a guy on instagram if he's listening he's a professional wrestler i'll shout you out next episode um but yeah man that's all that's all i have for this this week and I just want to thank you guys for letting me say my piece. Sorry, I was blubbering. No, man, you're good, bro. You don't gotta, you don't gotta be sorry or anything like I that. I changed my I shirt. It's got snot all you, over it. <laughs> I told you, uh, I told you privately, and I'll and I'll say it now. There's no, um, there's no grieving, grief, you know, grief, grieving, whatever for dummies. There's no, yeah. like, I don't know how you feel. Like, especially in your case, your case is a little bit different from somebody else's we're all different so the only thing we could do is just be there for you and and if you just want to talk to someone and even if it's just 
us not even giving you an opinion, just us listening to you. There's no right way to handle any of this. I'm the type of person if I, when I was going through some certain things last year, I didn't really like to talk to anybody unless somebody reached out to me and then they were like, it's like fishing and that's just me. So, you know, we're, we're here for you. You know, um, it shows a lot that you were very open to not only to us, but you know, to people that listen and, and watch us, then we're, we're here for you, bro. We love you, man. So, uh, you know, Thank like you. I told, like I told you, don't beat yourself too much. Even though I know yeah. you, you do, so you know that's all I could. That, that's, <laughs> that's all I could really say, man. Like I can't tell you, don't be this way, don't be that way, because at the end of the day, we don't know how you feel. You know, we don't. So and, and, all and we there can do is, is there, there is no guidebook on how you got to deal with right. things, like Mario right. saying. Um, by the way, uh, I do have a, a an Instagram shout out. You guys can go follow Sammy Suplex. He's a cool <laughs> dude. Thank you, Leo. No, it, but but you know, no, and and I was looking at your pictures when you put them up this morning, right? Yeah. And there's one picture that stands out to me. That's where you're standing on your pops, and you guys are like wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't beat yourself up. And we haven't talked because I don't do deal. I don't deal well with death. And Mario yeah. could tell you. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's a part of life, right? Yeah. But just remember the happy times, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And and like Mario said, and I know everybody's like sending you messages, and you know Jessica Hoffman, Xavier. He actually liked about the Puerto Rican thing that there's a lot of you guys, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Dinkins, Rico. You know, th- there's people here that that you know. Some of them may know you personally. Some of them may just know you because of here. Some of them may know you because of wrestling. But at at the end of the day, like. This is why we do this, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's that's why I wanted to share with everybody because the friends of the show, that's what we call them. We don't call them listeners. We call them friends of the show because yeah. that's what they are to us, you know? The you fights. guys are friends. <laughs> yeah, man. So, <laughs> you, you got... Some of them. <laughs> Mario. Right, listen man look, no, no, listen let's say I love you bro you know me all right yeah. I know you're Mr. Clean It Up and come on yeah. There's a lot of slap things that I watch the show too. Okay, I'm being honest. Yeah. But the, but they're still friends of the show. Yeah, man. So <laughs> yeah, you guys are important to me. You know, you guys send me messages, DM me, and things like that. And you know, it brings 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 me up. You know, even when there's not a tragedy or anything like that, like a random random message makes my day. You know, like Five Mania, Jessica Hoffman. Xavier, all you guys, you know what I mean? If I'm missing anybody, Chris Brown, you know what I mean? If I'm missing anybody, man, I'm sorry, but like, you know, those are those are the people that really, you know, brighten up my day, you know. Um, so uh thank you guys for letting me share my piece, man. Uh Sammy. You know Sammy. You don't yeah. have to thank us, man. Yeah, so you don't um, have to thank us because we're here for you. Yeah, we don't know what, what's gonna happen with the whole virus thing, you know. Um, you know, I, knowing my dad he would want to be buried in in, in New York. Newark. No, he's in New York or through and through. My dad was okay. a Brooklyn guy. He loved Brooklyn. So being that he's in Florida, I don't know what's going to happen. So just pray for my family because my brother's going down there and he's getting ready to shoulder a, a tremendous load. Um, You know, in Florida right now is a hotbed for this virus. So I'm praying for him to just be safe, you know, you see this, Mo, you know, just be safe out there. You know, 
mask up, wash your hands. You know, I sent you that text earlier, so just be mindful of that. And God bless you, man, because I know that this is this is going to be rough. So um, as for me tonight, I'm going to uh, watch the UFC fight, try to try to keep my mind off things. You know, me and my buddies are going to get together. My buddy Alex, who was the best man at my, my wedding, is uh, letting me swing by and watch the fight with him. So, you know, that's my plans for tonight. I don't know what you guys got planned for your weekend, but I'm going to be trying to, you know, stay clear headed and, you know, just keep, busy. keep, keep my, yeah. yeah, keep my mind busy. Exactly. And I'm going back to work tomorrow to grow some cool cannabis plants. <laughs> just if, if anything falls of... off the back of a truck, let me know. I'll go pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just, we just cloned a, a bunch of uh, East coast sour diesel. So that's coming to your dispensary near you. <laughs> so with all that being said, um, just some quick house cleaning. Obviously, Sam has a, a new endeavor in his life, you know, which, which is very positive. So we're going to see there's going to be some little, 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 little remixes to the show. Um, we're going to try to do the shows on Saturday mornings. But if that doesn't happen, there'll probably be a podcast with just me and Sam and then maybe a live show on Sunday with me and Leo. It, it varies. Regardless, you're going to get some content from us. That there's going to be some changes. Maybe there won't be no changes. Uh, actually, there won't be changes because I'll show you how to do it through Zoom, through Facebook. I'll tell you when we get off the air. So you can still do it. Well, 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 let's be, let's be honest know. here, Leo. Sometimes I don't care about the slapstick, so <laughs> I, I don't necessarily need them. I could just have a conversation with Sam. Some, some of y'all are fucking annoying. Just being honest here. But, um, but um, that, 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 that's pretty much what it is. We'll sometimes be here live, like on a Saturday, hopefully. And then there'll be other times they'll just get a podcast. So we'll take a break from Slapdicks. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I don't I don't think we should do a regular stick ending. I think we should just let the song play out and then, you know. So, uh, Sam, thanks. Thanks for you uh, being so open. And we love you, bro. So for Thank Sammy you. Suplex, for the old man Leo, I'm your truly Mr. Rated R. Rest in peace to Sam's dad. Keep it Rated R. Stay too sweet. Mm-hmm.